Hello, everyone. I'm Rain, and welcome back to Talking in Stations. I'm joined by a whole, a whole host of folks who are mostly industry-focused, as well as Abby, who's running the stream. So we have Ren here, Shen, not to get them confused, and then also our very own Kenneth Feld. Say hello, everyone. I'm assuming you all have been introduced before. If not, do you guys want to do a quick introductions? Ren, I can start with you. Hello, I'm Ren. I do stuff. All right, Shen. Hello, I'm Shen. I do stuff. All right, and then Kenneth, just in case no one's met Kenneth before. Good morning. I'm Kenneth. I don't do crap. Spoken like a true industrialist. All right. So we're all here to talk industry changes. I know there's been a lot of news this week. I will cover it on like 30 seconds real fast. CSM blog post is out. If you're curious about the CSM, we can link the blog post in Twitch chat for you. Um, we'll talk about pricing changes towards the end of the show. So I know a lot of people have a hot topic of pricing changes. But now we're going to talk about the new Siege Green update and all the incoming um, industry changes that may or may not occur because they are not 100% in yet. So they may not actually happen or they may change. And so we're going to break those down and talk those through and through. So I know that was really fast. I think we'll start off with um, the, uh, yeah, the update, just the update overall. I know, so Shen, or Ren right here, excuse me, has the, um, the, the dev, I want to say dev blog, but it's a forum post by, by a dev, by CCP Aurora. She is showing the, all the changes with manufacturing and ship blueprints. And then what's key here is I think she highlights what the goal of the changes are, which a lot of people seem to miss when CCP makes these updates. Everyone asks, well, what's the goal? What's the goal? And so she highlights what their goal was, as well as the spreadsheets that they have laid out to use um, to kind of highlight what those changes are. That way, folks like me, who really have no idea about anything industry, can use that spreadsheet to say, okay, how is this important? What will this look at? But I think I think if we want to start probably with you, Kenneth, because I know, I mean, you were, you're on the CSM. You probably knew that these changes were coming. Um, is there anything you think is super critical that we should highlight with these changes? Well, uh, first, just to be clear, uh, we didn't know these changes were coming. Well, I mean, we knew the change was coming, but the CSM found out roughly 20 hours before the forum post came out. And that was a conscious decision by CCP to make sure that we didn't have the ability to manipulate or anything like that to purposely keep us in the dark. Uh, that being said, uh, I've been working especially uh, for about the last six months to try and fine tune this stuff. This is still pretty raw, but um, they took a lot of input from the CSM on how they structured these changes. Um, it's pretty close to, I think, what most people have been asking for, for basically the past year since the last industry change came out. Um, I, I think some of the smaller stuff probably got a little too cheap, actually, um, especially some of the more um, powerful ships like the Kikimura, especially, is is very cheap now. Um, but uh, the freighters and jump freighters, I think, got the worst of last April's changes. And this really helps them out significantly, as Ren's going to show us in a little bit. And the capitals are probably in a decent place, although uh, myself and a few others have pushed for some changes. I'm not sure where they're going to go, and I certainly can't talk about it. And then uh, the supers, um, I, I don't know. I, I sure everyone wants 10 billion is titans but i don't know that that's ever coming back and uh i think where they put them at is probably 
uh, pretty much where they're going to stay, whether or not it's in a good place. We'll see if, how many of them get built in the near term. And I know this is coming from a place of like privilege between you and I, because we're both in Pandemic Legion, and I know you supply all of PL with everything. So do you think these capital prices, uh, the new ones, are at least in a reasonable place where you personally would build them for an alliance? Or do you think they're still like too unreasonable? Oh, well, I look at it more from um, a, a point of what the build cost was before versus the street price. And these are slightly below street price. So I think at that point in time, it would definitely be beneficial to start building them again. Okay, that's good to know. And then I know I've let you talk about Shen and Ren. Did you guys have any thoughts on just the initial look at these changes? I know, um, Shen, we heard your thoughts a bit last week, so I'll start with Ren. Um, I think a lot of the changes were pretty much expected if you've been paying attention to what CCP's been saying. Okay. Um, it looks like, in a lot of respects, that they just let these sort of run for a while, let the market sort out how much people are willing to pay from, and then built them for a little bit less. Yeah, just to just to be clear though, on one thing, the the CSM is acutely aware of LP price versus, you know, being able to farm the blueprint and make money off a of blueprint for all the faction stuff. I think no, it's pirate faction. All the pirate faction ships. So that definitely was brought up by us. Um, there might be a little more tuning needed around the edges there for some edge cases, especially the ships that are used a lot, like the Gila, um, because that's a very popular ship amongst the uh, Abyssal runners. So, you know, some of the ships don't necessarily fall into the same little parameters as the rest of them due to the volume of usage. But um, but that's something that a lot of people were were asking about, especially when the when the changes came out before, because it was it was just so much cheaper to get them from LP, and that's something we've tried to put value back into getting a blueprint as a drop from running a mission or or wherever that you get it from. Yeah, it's actually it's really nice to see. I saw when the when this came out originally, like the contracts was just like immediately, uh, you know, like all all the Gila, all the uh daredevils or whatever all those blueprint copies that are uh have been selling for so cheap in jita the last like two years like instantly all snapped up well it also brings back a little bit to the guys running those sites like previously before the old industry changes if you ran in site and you've got a nightmare blueprint drop you're like oh there's 300 million isk straight up there and it's like something really good and makes you feel really good the way this changed that you're building everything from lp you don't get that rush, or you weren't getting that rush because you're running sites, you're running sites, and you see your LP slowly increase until you get to the stage where you can buy the Nightmare, and then you buy the Nightmare. But you don't get that, ooh, something just dropped, where hopefully this will bring back a lot of those blueprints dropping, and you'd be the guys running the sites actually get that hit of adrenaline. They're like, I've actually had something really nice drop today. Oh, I can say well, I was one of them. Uh, so back in the days in Esoteria, I used to run a lot of DD sites, especially so for in Nozick, uh, a normal anomaly has a chance of having an escalation, and those escalation drops nightmare uh, blueprints or whatever the faction per faction is, uh, and those blueprints were basically just toilet papers, as we call them, uh, s stuck in the hangers and not being used. But I think this time is an give it some sort of use and you can actually sell them on the market. 
Yeah, I actually stopped selling any blueprints I got from uh, DED escalations or rare drops just because it kind of wasn't worth it. I just kind of stacked them. Uh, like, I wasn't wasting the contract slot selling a blueprint for 40 mil when I could use that contract slot to sell a blueprint for, or, you know, an abyssal roll module or something for, you know, 200 mil. Um, so now I'm looking forward to selling some blueprints I have. That's also an issue that a lot of people will have a lot of these blueprints stocked up. It's going to take, like, they've had two years of finding these blueprints. It's going to take two to three years for blueprint prices actually come back to where they probably should be. Yeah, so it sounds like CCP at least is aiming to solve the issue between the LP store versus blueprints. And then I know with a lot of these too, I see it right there on the on the screen um, that you're showing, Ren. Um, one that I always want to talk about is dread prices. I think that's been the at the the heart of a lot of people's complaints is it's pointless to drop drop caps on a super or anything like that because your dreads like if you they kill your your dreads they're near impossible to replace and it's crazy expensive to replace them if you have it. So now with those prices coming down, hopefully that. Um, people are able to dread bomb more. I don't know if you're able to uh, kind of put you on the spot with your spreadsheet and showing the price of a revelation and like the changes. But I've I've heard random estimates varying from like going from 10 bill to 5 bill all the way down to like 1.5 bill or something like that with everyone's calculations. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> get into that a bit later. We'll work our way through all the uh, different ship types. All right. Um, the other part which was released here was there's a spreadsheet that came out. And this spreadsheet has basically the straight up lists of how everything's changing, or at least what's going to they're, they're suggesting it's going to be. So you can actually go through and work out exactly what the changes are on every ship and which ships are changing. So the jump freighters, for example, which uh, Kenneth was talking about earlier, there they are right there. A lot of the cruisers, and I think a lot of people are going to be happy that especially the fleet and navy issue cruisers have been fixed up a fair bit as well. Uh, same with the uh, battle cruisers, and a lot of the battleships have changed. So everything is reducing in price, and pretty much all the faction and navy fleet issue battleships are coming down in price, which I think most people will be pretty happy with that, especially with the recent battleship upgrades. Yeah, it makes them more reasonable to fly them and feed them. Yep. Um, then you go to the next page, and you get all the capital ones. So all these have changed slightly. Um, I'm not going to go through each one to say how and ha where it's changed, that sort of stuff. But needless to say, everything's come down a fair bit. But if you're actually doing industry at a proper level, this is probably what the spreadsheet you want to go have a look at and see how things are changing. And the final thing that they've changed is the new blueprints have all changed in their costs to build them. So the life support backup unit, the auto integrity unit, and the core temperature have all come down, and the capital versions all. So I'd actually stop building a lot of those until this um, hits TQ, because you're, you, like you're going to build these for more expensive now than they are going to be in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, so for I have asked about building on the day on patch day meaning like if you put in auto integrity units now and they're scheduled to come out in a month from now um that most likely will be after patch day but they haven't announced patch day yet either we're just assuming it's probably early to mid may but if you put in a build job and it comes out after the patch will you get one or will you get three um and i've asked 
And um, so far, the answer is NDA. So um, I'm I'm trying to get that information out as well. Uh, I have a question. Do you remember when we had the the big industry changes and they separated everything out? And, and one of the, like the justifications was that because they decoupled, you know, caps and subs and stuff, they can more easily tweak the price. And at the time, I kind of expected that price tweaking to come in availability of resources and space. Um, maybe, you know, but now they're just like straight up changing the, the blueprint costs. Do you think they're going to change them again in future? Or will this be kind of less often than just like adjusting resources availability? Um, I think they ran into some issues, especially with the gas components. Like you cannot mine gas on an industrial scale, which is where the issue is. EVE itself can only produce so much gas in mining. And the problem is you can't drop an orca and 40 hulks on top of your gas belt and start mining it like you can, say, on a moon, and then go to the next moon and go to the next moon, which what someone like PL will do. So you get a huge amount of moon goo pouring into the system. With gas mining, only one spawns in the system, and you've got to go scan down the next one. So you get two, three coveters, maybe a hulk, maybe a porpoise, maybe a gnosis boosting up, but you can't get someone and a whole fleet of people mining gas together. So I think CCP ran into a bit of a roadblock in terms of they're trying to make gas easier and easier to mine, and they just couldn't make it easier to mine because you can't do it on an industrial scale where entire alliances go, all right, this weekend's gas mining weekend. And and to top it off on that, the amount that you needed was astronomical to to be able to mass a harvest. So they lowered the blueprints down to an area where they can tweak a lever to allow a little bit more gas or a little bit less gas and and resources. But the resources required were at such a level that the lever would have to go all the way from zero to over 9,000 to get us there. So instead of making those big, huge changes with a lever, they brought the build requirements down to where if the level's at 50, moving it to 40 or 60 has a has a much bigger influence over the whole, if, if that makes sense. I actually do, yeah. That does make a lot of sense to me. Thank you. Um, as someone who does a lot of gas harvesting, I, I think Ren's right. Like, the, even though they recently doubled the amount of gas in the clouds, they're still not that big. Like, I can clear out most gas sites in a solo venture in, like, an hour or two AFK Hoffen um you know kind of like i don't know five ten twelve thousand units kind of stuff per cloud it's not a lot um so yeah okay thank you that does answer my question it makes a lot of sense why they'd drastically reduce the blueprint prices um i do think that they did make a bit of a mistake when they did it they tried to separate sub caps and caps which they did pretty well the issue was a lot of the faction sub caps got the same parts as the caps did so if you go look at say well, the battleships all got them, but even up to the frigates, the Dramavac and the Skybreaker have these auto-integrity seals, which are some of the things that were separating the caps from subcaps. And then if you pre- come down to the cruisers, for example, the Gila has these RO triggers and the GO triggers and the SOR triggers and all that sort of stuff. This is meant to be the cap things, which separate the caps from now, the subcaps. The neuro- neurolinks are separate the caps from the subcaps. Yeah, but they're in... Faction ships, so I think they made a bit of a mistake there. No, there's they, another there's another part there. The NeuroLeak protection cells, those are caps only. And then the enhanced NeuroLeak protection cells are supers only. 
the the triggers are in everything. Yeah, the fact that they put the triggers in both of them, I think, was a mistake. The triggers should have only been in faction, and then the cap ones should have only been in caption caps, because it sort of tied them back together where they're trying to separate them out. Uh, also, to that point, uh, if you look at the battleships, just even the standard battleships, uh, they have the um, core temperature regulators, and those things do go into the capital ones. And even though they reduce the cost of it, like the amount of it needed, you know, one capital core temperature regulator, uh, they're still related in the sense that you need, like, at least right now, a hundred of them to build one capital core temperature regulator. So if those those prices uh, fluctuate, then the price for more uh, battleships will uh, change as well. Yeah, so it, they've sort of separated it out, and then they made a couple of funny decisions to tie them back together on little bits and pieces here and there. It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, it was just it was just how they, back at last April, they decided to break them out. They used the faction-specific things to cover the whole line of factions, and then the capital core temperature regulators, the core temperature regulators, the Neuralink protection cells, and the enhanced Neuralink protection cells were the levers between the different groups, if that kind of makes sense. Anyway, um, moving on, I think what they did was they let the prices settle for two years because it actually takes quite a while in EVE for prices to settle and work out what the market value was and what people were willing to pay for, especially the caps, and then look to set this so they could you could build it for a little bit cheaper and make a profit to build the caps at what the market level kind of set itself at. So when people say, oh, they didn't know what they're doing, I think they actually did. I think they had a plan. I think that they bumped it right up and then waited and just looked to see what happened. And I think some of them, they actually bumped back below what the market value is a little bit so we could actually get it what people are willing to use it at. The subcaps are a little bit different where some of the subcaps are greatly reducing in cost, especially the faction ones. Um, do we want to move on to that now? Yeah, that's fine by me. All right. So our good friends at Eve Cookboard have this great website. It pretty much works out the cost to build anything instantly, and they put a nice sissy button on it. So I can immediately use what's happening in sissy. It's great. Now, a lot of people do make mistakes when they run this thing, and they do things like run it in Jita, and like you don't really build in Jita, or they use the wrong M component things, that sort of stuff, and get some weird answers. Um, I've taken um, Winterco. As an example, because I know that what they do fairly well. So I'm actually in Winterco's main staging, and I've got their industry set up and what their industry setup will be. So if you're actually going to build something for Winterco in their main staging, which is where a lot of the stuff is, not all of it, but is, quite a wait, bit of it is. Clarification is point. Is this after the iHub's been fully upgraded and sat for a while? Yes, but I'm not going to go there. Okay. We'll have a gentle trolling. Anyway, um, Estero on Sissy at the moment. Costs thirty-five to million, thirty-five and a half million to build per unit, roughly. Uh, if you come down here, you can actually see all that sort of stuff, and you actually see what's selling at hundred million at the moment in Jeta. If we hit the TQ button and run it exactly the same, thirty-seven. So the Astero hasn't changed too much at all. Wait, why am I paying hundred mil for an Astero? So uh, you have about forty-five to fifty mil in blueprint cost. Yeah, so a lot of this is blueprint cost. Okay, thank you. Abby just now realizing he's been getting scammed this yeah. whole time. <laughs> uh, us industry guys are good at doing that for you. 
Remember the, the, the back in the days when the Marauders cost like one bill to build or one point five on the market. Yeah, uh, one bill to build. Um, sometimes yeah, he uh, said he said win because now they're down to about six fifty. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was building them for like nine fifty and selling them for one point nine for quite a while there. Yeah, <laughs> and the price of a Paladin is much less compared to Astero. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the people were complaining for a long time that marauder prices were high, and because of the industry changes, they weren't because the industry changes. They were because us industry guys were scamming you. And the reason for that is a lot of people don't have the BPC or BPOs researched up for battleships, and it took about six months to research them up. And if you actually looked at how the changes went through, about six months later, the marauder costs started to come down as everyone started to actually get the BPOs researched up properly. Uh, let's look at the Skybreaker. Uh, costs about $10 million to build on Tranquility. On Sissy, it should be a bit less because they changed this one specifically. 5.7. So they've actually halved the cost of the Skybreaker to, to build. Granted, you do have a blueprint still to get. Can I just clarify? That's about like $60 million for a blueprint of a Skybreaker. Yeah, something like that. And this isn't, um, to, just to be clear, this isn't cheaper on CC because the prices are, you know, 100 isk on, on CC, right? This is no because the change is in the blueprint, not because the, the materials are nothing. They're using the same prices for both TQ and CC for this. Yeah, lovely. Uh, I think the Gila is probably the next one to look at. Yeah, I've lost a few of them as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people like to know what's going on with the Gila's. I remember um, way back in 2018, I used to buy blueprints and build them because buying the actual ship was so expensive off the LP store. So it's kind of sad that that's flipped now. Yeah, It's um, flipping back. Yeah. yeah it's flipping back. Um, the, things like the Astero are a bit weird because Sisters, Sisters of Eve especially gets run a hell of a lot because it's really close to Jita, the system. So that one's a bit weird. Gila is a bit different because it's, um, I think it's our Nullsec where you run them. So Venal. should be a bit... So on CC, it's 108. Do the Astero, you get the chips in drones. Does yeah. that give you a ship or a blueprint? Um, a blueprint. Yeah. And I think you have to trade something else. Right. Yeah. It's same thing for the Nestor and what's the one? Stratios. Yeah. All the, all the sisters yeah. need ships. Yeah. And and that's like the blueprint technically for the Zhong region, basically. They run escalation there to get a chip, and that's their blueprint. Anyway, this is a good one. The Gila is 260 on Tranquility, and we said 108 on Sissy. So the Gila is losing 150 million cost. Now, you're not going to see the Gila go down 150 million cost because us industry guys are going to take a bit, big chunk of that. And the guys who are selling blueprints are going to take a chunk of that as well. But you should see the Gila come down. And if you're running sites that give you Gila blueprints, you should be pretty happy about the change. Well, right now, the blueprint for one of them is still about 50 million on contract right now. Uh, but pre-change, uh, so pre-last April change, is around like 200, 150 to 200 million. So there's still a huge way to go for the blueprint price if you're someone who runs escalations often. Uh, but it is still recovering, uh, so still have something to look forward to. Yeah, if, you got something to look forward to. I don't see it going back to 200, though. Tell me this, right? So the total bill cost on TQ right now is 260, and they sell for about 300-ish, roughly, in Jita. So yep. if the price goes down to 108, I mean, if that holds true, you're talking 150. Obviously, it might be a little bit more because you guys are greedy. So somewhere between 150 and, and 200. 
Well, not not uh, only that. There's another thing, which is when the when the demand goes up, the demand for the blueprints goes up, which means that the price of the the blueprints is going to go up as well. So, the price of blueprint right now is fifty million. It's not static. Uh, that is still a market thing. So maybe you can expect that blueprint to go up to anywhere between fifty to hundred million potentially. So the price of uh, Aguila may not change from three hundred million to one fifty. It may change from three hundred to two hundred or somewhere around there. Mm, yeah, that's not the bad. other part. Is Gila's are a pretty well used ship. I suspect some big industry guys are going. To, oh, not industry market guys are going to go. People are willing to pay three hundred for a Gila right now. If a Gila price drops to two fifty, I buy them all at two fifty. I can turn around and sell them at three hundred. So a lot of that will happen for a lot of these ships. Maybe not the Gila because the Gila is very popular, but some of the smaller ones, especially, I don't think you're going to see immediate drops because market guys are going to take their chunk out of it as well. It's very true. Uh, I was going to go with the Rattlesnake next. Well, also things with Gila is not only PVE ship, it's uh, a fleet of Gilas for 100 MN is also very effective in small scale um, NOSAC PVP fleets. Very true, yeah. I, we, we have a 100 MN uh, Gila doctrine for messing with ESS NOSAC people. Yep. So a rattlesnake is 108 on Sissy, and our TQ is... I love this website, by the way, it's a great website. 1.5, so it's losing 800 million. Excuse me? It's 1.5. It's going down to 700. It's losing 800 million. And the blueprint cost is about 100 million uh, right now on contract, which yeah. is similar to the price of Rattlesnake right now on, uh, on, on the GTA market. Yeah, so if I actually come down here, a Rattlesnake on the GTA market is actually 1 billion and costs 1.7 ish to build, give or take. So, so the Rattlesnake was one of those ones which is built only by LP. It's not. This is one that you could not build at all. So it's only been bought by LP. So that's going to change now. It's now been brought down to 700 mil. So you can get 700 mil to actually build it. You got blueprints going to cost you a little bit. Then your market guy is going to take the chunk and it won't change a huge amount. But it's going to be able to be built by a BBC again instead of being LP only. Um, yeah, and go on, yeah, a trend we, we can see right now is as the size of the ship goes up, uh, the more percentage of the ship is going to be chopped uh, in terms of the price, right? So with the uh, Asteros, about like five mil. Oh no, with the Skybreak, about five it mil. About, it was about 10%. Back yeah, 10%. But like with the Rattles, then you can see uh, it was a very dramatic change. And that the market will reflect in that. And for the past year or so, uh, not a lot of people have built Rattlesnakes from Blueprints. Um, a lot of them is still as like stock prices. Uh, if uh, Rattlesnake is one of them that went up pretty high in GTA market, but if you look at something like Belgorn or Macario, though their um, uh, building cost is similar to uh, a Rattlesnake, but the price is uh, around 800 million or 700 million, uh, even during the last year or so. So there's a huge chunk difference in price. Uh, and that's that can say that it's not just for building cost. A lot of people are trading them for LP. Yeah, like these haven't been built since the industry changes. Like these are the ones that people specifically been complaining about that the BPCs are absolutely worthless, and now the BPCs have some worth. It'll it'll take a few big fleets, uh, like Macario fleets or Nightmare fleets, to be whelped in order for those prices to get up. Uh, yeah. 
Um, uh, tell me. Nesta, for example, 900 mil on Sissy. And we should come to about 1.5, I think, on TQ, maybe 1.6. No, 2 billion. Nesta is 2 billion at the moment on TQ. So it's lost half. Is it two bill right now? To build one, yes. To it only one, costs yes. one point one in Jita, one point one, one point two. But to actually build one's two billion. Just just remember when you're looking at the Jita prices and you're plugging it in, that may be for one, but if you get up to ten and you run out of some material or the prices get past that really cheap one there, they climb rather rapidly. And Jita for like materials is not a great place. Most of them, at least from what I'm seeing, is located in Myanmar, those cheap sellers for a lot of those R4 Mungus, especially. A lot of those goos are not sold on the market. Yeah. So yeah, a lot too. of these, like when I started going through these prices, uh, this is Jita buy and Jita sell. So when I do my personal industry, I'll look at the Jita sell and work out if I'm making a profit on the Jita sell because that's the worst case scenario for me in terms of buying my materials but the vast majority of my materials are bought on discord through messaging people and you just basically what i've been doing over the last two years is every time i buy a big chunk of materials in jita i'll message the guy i've bought it from and say hey do you want to have, do this on a semi-regular basis can we avoid the taxes can we just hit ourselves hit each other up there and you'd be surprised how many people are like yeah sure well, after the tax changes, is still a huge chunk of the tax. It's three point six if you get the scales up, uh, but now it's that much standing. Uh, so a lot of people choose to. If you go a very high amount, you do pay a lot of taxes. Um, so avoiding tax is one of the things, right, that we take profit in as uh, people who build stuff. Yeah, that kind of happens at kind of for everything in all scales. I'm absolutely not a, a market guy as much as maybe like Ozzy would be, but I, I've sold enough of something regularly to have people, you know, send me a mail on a on a market alt and be like, "Hey, can can we do a deal at this price?" And then we save taxes, and here's a contract. Yeah, um, anything I buy out of high sec is pretty much directly from whatever corp mined it and uh, direct contract. And that way, it, it gets rid of all that taxes. Uh, I think Jump is next, if we're happy to get, move on. I'm good. All right, we'll go to the rear. Uh, you do notice I have changed the base ME to 4, because rear blueprints do get invented. 4 is usually a fairly typical one. Maybe 5, some people will use. But it huh, I use 3. I, I put it on parity. You, you end up at the end of the day with more blueprints quicker. And your and your cost for your long term cost for the um, uh, invention it ends up being cheaper, and it really doesn't hurt your build cost. Yeah, like it's a little bit of a have you have a go, see what you like, and run through Rabworks. He's got his invention thing. Uh, total build cost at the moment's about ten point nine. Uh, all these build costs, I also must admit, haven't had the job costs. Oh, no, they do have the job cost. Sorry, yeah, they do. So current is 10.9 on TQ. Now, I've been told Kenneth here has pushed this one right down, so I'm expecting us to go down to like 1 billion, right, Kenneth? Yeah. I think it comes out around 8. Yeah. 8. Bang on, 8 billion. So you've lost about 2 to 3 billion on that, which is 10, 20 to 30%. It's pretty good. You can pretty much see that strictly in the capital core. Um the, the the jump freighters got hit the worst by this, by the freighter needing a capital core, the jump freighter needing a capital core. 
which at the time was 500 core temperature regulators. So when they dropped that down to 100, now it only needs 200 total, and that's before ME. That right there it whacked. That's almost the entire price savings right there. The other price savings part of it is just the drop in moon goo prices due to, you know, hulks go burr. Yep, hulks go burr. Um, the other thing that's interesting to note is the freighters and the jump freighters were just about the only cap you could build at the moment. Whether or not they're caps, different question. But they're the only caps you could build at the moment for a profit because you could actually, on current prices on TQ, build cap these caps for a profit. And you can't do that for any other cap at the moment. I was just going to say, I looked it up. So you're telling me the build cost of a Raya is 10 bill? It's yep. selling for like 13.2 in Jita right now. Yep, they were at 16 for a while. I was making quite a few of them. You hush. That's enough out of you. Uh, we can go have a look at the Obelisk, which is a freighter, which should have the exact same changes with a bit of luck, because that's got the capital core. It's the best one, by the way. I'd just like to point out Obelisk, best freighter. It has the, it has the skin, the new um, skin from CCP. So, uh, the, so for the freighters, Obelisk is the tankiest one. Uh, the Charmin has holds the most. No man's huh? the fastest. Right, the, isn't Amar, it? the Amar is the tankier one. So Mars, I thought yeah. the Obelisk with the, all the bulkheads is the tankiest. That's what I heard. Uh, if you put if you put um slaves in and run ANPs on okay, yeah. uh, Amar, and then you get uh you can get the boost from a command ship, it pushes it pushes the Amar one way up there. Okay, yeah, yeah, for that. But we we, we go from three point eight billion on TQ to I think it was one point six, so it's under half for the Obelisk, which is a freighter. That's a lot better, because like close to four bill for a freighter was ridiculous. As someone who runs a lot of bowheads, I agree. I'd be yeah. Much... I, I worked hard on this one, especially to get them to a decent point. It took forever, but yep. Well, this was one I think especially needed a look at because gankers, for example, have had recently in the last two years a hell of a lot of buffs, and haulers have had a hell of a lot of nerfs. So I think this is at least somewhat returning some order there. Well, uh, gankers, gankers have had a few nerfs as well, um, getting their war headquarters down to 24 hours. And now their war headquarters, unless they drop a large, are only going to have one timer. Um, gankers it, don't use war headquarters. Oh, yeah, I'm that, sorry. Sorry, gankers, yeah. yeah. But they, they have had some nerfs with the three-minute warp and this kind of stuff, so... Yeah, and also, yeah. also the uh, what's it called? Uh, the reversal of the surgical strike update uh, gave a little bit that, more. Uh, that's where I'm talking because you yeah. had the surgical strike came in, which basically killed the DST in high sec. Like you went from having DSTs with 700k HP down to about 100k. It absolutely nerfed the DST into not even being used. Uh, then you had the industry changes, which reduced the cost of the catalyst, and then you had the changes for. What was the other one? There was another one. Uh, your industry changes increased the cost of the freighters. And then there was another one. I forget the last one. But there was like four major buffs to gankers in a row and major nerfs to haulers. So surgical changing back is fair, in my opinion. Yeah, when, when freighters jumped to like four bill um, after the thing and, you know, they were easy gang targets. I mean, I have no need for one, but I was like, on principle, not undocking my freighter because that's ridiculous. It's just not yeah, worth moving the risk. it. It, it affects everyone though because it means you can't move stuff around easily as well. 
If if freighters cost like one point six to two bill rather than the current like two point eight to three point five or whatever, um, yeah, that'd be great. Right, shall we move on to caps? Please, finally, let's go. <laughs> Right, oh, I've stuffed that up. Wait, you've been, been waiting for that for a long time. <laughs> yep, we've, we're on the fun ones, the dreads. All right, let me do this correctly with the 10ME for my dread, which probably... What's a rev on contract right now, roughly? Uh, Four bill, I think. Yeah, about four bill, okay. To build one on TQ at the moment is 7.2. That's a lot. Yeah, I don't have the reaction jobs in, so you can pull it down a little bit. But yeah, seven point two. Right. The yeah. New well, version is three point one two. On uh, on contract, the cheapest one is selling around three point five right now. Yeah. So you can now build a rev for three point two and sell for three point five. It's a hell of a lot of work to make three hundred million isk, but you can now build caps at a profit. Uh, I actually sell well, them because like no one's going to buy a revelation at seven bill, right? But they will at three point five. Yes, no. I one think thing... they should have brought it down maybe another 10% so you could actually get a bit of a profit margin because to build one of these, if I put detailed building steps in, there's a lot of steps and a lot of work to actually build one of these. So I think the margin isn't actually there to build them just yet and put the effort in unless you just really like building revelations. Well, one of the good things about being able to like produce those things on mass scale is you don't have to rely on those low-sec contracts. So those 3.5 billion contracts are all in low-sec mostly, and it's a lot of hazard. First of all, we've seen so many kill mills in low-sec uh, from those uh, dreads or supers getting moved. Uh, another good thing is you can ask for your, let's say, um, producers in your alliance for how much they're willing to give you for producing a dread. And you can actually wake, or work your way up there instead of uh, when you have about $3 billion in your in your pocket and you're looking around to, to see if uh, there is a good contract. Uh, this time you have more stability in that sense. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through all the stuff you got to build to build a dread. It's a lot of work. But if you like doing it, yeah, but like for the for the large alliances, a lot of that stuff will be pre-built and sitting there. Um, you just have to build the faction stuff, the faction-specific items for what you want to build. The one thing I will note about industry, which I think a lot of people gloss over, is a lot of people do industry for enjoyment because this is a game. We're not here to all make profit. Like Kenneth and I are pretty decent industry guys, and we're looking to make a profit on just about everything we do. But I've got mates who build orcas all day long, at a loss, and they don't care because they just like building orcas. And I always thought they're idiots until one of them has turned around and said to me, do you PvP? I said, yes. And I'm like, he's like, well, you lose ships there, don't you? You're losing ISK? And I said, yes. He's losing ISK doing the, what he wants. He, spe- he, he goes out, he mines, and then he spends ISK, he makes mining on building orcas because that's his enjoyment and that's what he really likes doing. So I think you will find some people will build these despite the fact that they're complicated and there's not a huge margin on it just because they like building these. That's like a really wholesome perspective. I've never thought of it that way. Like industry PvP, it's okay to lose this sometimes as long as you're having fun, just like it is in PvP. Yeah, yeah. like especially in high sec, I think you'll find a lot of guys who just, they've always built orcas. Orcas are the classic one, and they just like building orcas. Well, Shen is another great example of this, and I hope I'm not confusing you with someone else. But for the longest time, Shen would only fly the ships he built and he wanted to build everything. He didn't care if it was profitable, not profitable, cheaper, more expensive, whatever. 
That's just what he wanted to do. And the industry changes made it so he really couldn't do that anymore because he couldn't mine all the gas and this kind of stuff. But there are people out there that get a BPC and get the parts because they want to build the ship they fly. They don't care if they can go to Jita and pay and get a Guardian for 150 mil and it costs them 200 mil to build it themselves. At the end of the day, they built it themselves. They undocked it. If they get blown up, they knew exactly what they have to do to build another one. And that's just the way that they work. And Godspeed to them. Have a great time in the game. Yeah, I'm going to speak from, from that. Um, so one thing is before the change uh, or pre-change and after the, the industry change. One thing that I had to focus on was like, if I go out riding, I can probably buy the ship that I want in, let's say, 10 days uh, or half a month. Uh, but if I go out there to mine and actually build this thing, it may, it may take me for two months. And that's when you have to evaluate if is the time uh, justify what you're getting in the game. Is building a ship really that much fun to justify four times the time cost? Right, so sometimes you have to put those two things on the scale, and if one thing outweighs the other way too much, then sometimes it's an easy decision to make. I think Eve players, especially, get trapped in the always looking for the most optimal solution, and not realizing that the solution that isn't completely optimal for someone else isn't always bad. Like as long as people are enjoying the game and enjoying playing the game, their solution is good. Like in, I run incursions, yeah. and for me, armor is by far the best idea to run incursions. It's much better than shield. But three out of the four communities run shield. So it's not that they're wrong and I'm right. We just have both have different solutions for the same problem. Yeah, so uh, like I said, like if I can build this thing uh, maybe for a little bit, like if I'm losing a little bit of money, like said building a cab losing 100 million then i can buy let's say from another person or from contract then i will happily do it but like if it's losing a billion or two billion that, that's something you have to consider especially when the environment is like it's kind of hard you're well in the past year we didn't have like an end to this like we, before we see that this siege green update it was always being like uh this is the way that's going to be for the for the foreseeable future until we saw the situation thing. Anyway, moving on, the vertical supremacy guys in the Naglafar, it's actually two point nine billion, so it's even cheaper than the uh, Revelation. So maybe the vertical supremacy will come back. There's less. There's less things in a in a Minmatar ship because they're closer to falling apart, right? Like like the hull yes, is weaker. Something along those lines. Just slap on some duct tape. Yeah, yeah duct tape and bailing wire are pretty cheap. Bit of paper mache. Let's run some supers. I'm going to skip caps and faxes because no one cares. Uh, a Nix at the moment costs sixty-four billion to build, roughly. No one's Sissy building them, should... right? No one's building them. No one should be building them. Kenneth well, maybe has two. No, no so, so, some people are building them because they want to build the ship they want to fly, but no one's building them for profit. The new Nix is thirty-five billion. I believe they're on. 45 or something on contract at the moment. So you're actually going to make a decent profit building supers. Let me check. Give me a second. Uh, so Nynx right now on contract is... So the cheapest one you can get in Amamake is 27 bill. You don't want uh, that one. No, no, you definitely don't yeah, want you that don't, one. You, you don't want go, that go for the next one. one. 
Well, it's it's the it's fully fitted, twenty seven bill. Yeah, but it's probably in the biggest <laughs> worst place to get out and yeah, every couple and every system around it's got stuff all sitting in there waiting for you to go. Yeah, isn't there a couple systems in Iridia that if you're in the middle, that you can't make it out of Iridia in one jump? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, and it's being sold by Deepwater Hooligan. So, yeah, be careful. Uh, with all those. In, in some structure that you suddenly you don't have dock up into anymore. Hey, Ren, uh, do you have a pilot on in Jita by chance? Uh, yeah, I can put one in. Um, if you take the the sissy build requirements and hit multi buy, and then you know control or select all and copy them and go into game and go to multi buy and put the multi buy in from your clipboard. I'm just interested if you can actually build a Nix with the okay. parts you can buy from Jita. Because the just, other just day, give me a second. I think you could build two, and that was it. Oh. I'll, I'll put the uh, correct alt on for this one. Okay. But you see what I'm getting at, too. And, and the, the build price says, what, 30-something? The other day when I did it, and you actually had to build buy enough to build it, it went from 31 to $48 billion. I'll, I'll use the tune, not a spy. Okay. Spy would be more fun, though. Just let us look. Uh, I've got a spy, too. Ah. No, that's the name of the character, not a spy. Oh. That's I get, no fun. I get what you're saying, though. It's like there's such little on the market that you end up having to buy up all the cheapest, you know, 100, and then you need to buy the next more expensive 400 oh. to get that total of 500 that you need to make the thing. Well, not, not like that. Use on Sissy. How am I going to do this? I can't just go next bile, can I? No, do what now? How am I going to do the multi buy? How do you want me to do it? Oh, uh, you have you can't be on Sissy. You have to be on TQ. And yeah, I'm on TQ. You, okay, well, open the market, and then the multi buy. You just click on the multi buy, and the little multi buy window will come up. In the upper left hand corner, there's the little um, icon for like clipboard, and oh, you I click see. on that, and you put like uh, you know items from clipboard or something like that, and it'll populate your whole multi buy list. That's amazing. I never I didn't knew know that. This. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I didn't know I was doing a lecture here. Oh, this is <laughs> yeah. so helpful. Professor Kenneth at work here. Well, well, you can do the same thing yeah, to and, Phrasal, and that's what I do. Right. Doing. Yeah, and uh and the reason this is in Eve Cookbook is cuz I worked with the dev like the third day Eve Cookbook was up to get this added so that we could actually take the raw data. Because the good thing about Eve Cookbook is it breaks everything down to completely raw. So then you can go to Jita and just buy the raw. Well, let's just do it the way real people do it in the industry. Right, but Janice is only going to show you... No, Janice works it out properly. Oh, do they now? Okay. Yeah, especially when you start doing our compression and that sort of stuff, it does it properly. Okay, so what's, what's Janice show for the price, for the build cost? Between... 30 buy and 36 sell. Let me just put it into market. No, that's using that's that's not using volume. Right, all right, all right. This should come. Just don't accidentally buy it all. Uh, I don't have that Make much money on this yeah. stream. Make you, sure you, you can't have that much money on There's spot. another trick here at the very end that I'm going to show you that might hurt your brain cells, so be ready for this one. Is it going to take a while to populate? No, it doesn't take that long. It, I mean, it takes probably 15, 20 seconds. Um, but there in the upper right-hand corner, see where it says quantity and it says one right now? 
yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, we know. Yeah, so that's that one I know. Okay, so that's enough to well, yeah, but it takes everything and doubles it. So whatever you put in there from multi buy, if that's enough to build one nix, if you tick that up to two, it tries to buy two nixes worth of stuff. And the, the reason I bring that up is when you're done here, probably nothing will be the red shaded X'd out. Then you can go to two and three and whatever and see what shades out first. And it'll give you what what the item is in Jita that'll run out first. So you're saying those are the ones I should buy up right now while you guys are well, watching? Hey, I'm just saying that's what happens. Now, what are we up to in cost already? And I hadn't even uh, finished 36.9. It's finished. Yeah. Okay. So it's gotten a little bit better since the other day. Is anything? And yep. So you already ran graphene's. out. Yep. So you're already running out of that. So if you want to go do something in industry right now, I'm suspecting that these ones are going to be pretty good right now. And if that's the one that I'm thinking of, that one, oh, there's another one there too. Yeah. So there is, a, is that, are you on one or two? I can't see. I'm on two. Okay. So there's not enough materials in Gita to build two Nixes right now. For sale, no. Correct. But let's be honest, most of the stuff that if you're building a Nix, you're not buying it in Gita. I, I understand, but it just gives you an idea of how fragile all the supply chain is, even in game. It's 3.5 million meters cubed still to build an X, so it's it's not easy to build one of these. Well, but that's that you're buying the raw minerals, whereas yeah. if you if you buy the compressed stuff for that, so this kind of doesn't give you a good idea of where you stand on that aspect of it. Uh, um, this is where we get Janus. This is by far the website. Everyone should get rid of Eve Appraisal and start using this. Oh, yeah, by far. So I can go straight in here and say all the minerals I wanted for my Nix, I hit my compress button, and it tells me that these are what I should buy. Literally, this is what I should go into Eve yep. and buy right now and hit multi-buy, and I'm done and dusted. Right, but how much does that cut down the volume? Um, well, that's 370,000 cubic meters, and the minerals are... 2.5 million, so you, pulls 2 million off. Ren, real quick, can you link that site, Janus? Can you link that in Twitch chat? Everyone's asking about it. Janus is great. I refuse to actually take anyone who sends me an Eve appraisal anymore because Janus, the advantage Janus has over Eve appraisal is I can actually change my inputs and it doesn't shit the bed and just delete everything. I take offense to that comment. Well, if I go into Eve Appraisal <laughs> and change this to 5,782, it deletes the entire input. And Janus doesn't do that. That's the one thing I care about with Janus. Yeah, Eve Appraisal is rough that way. And Janus has this great button that's copy everything, and it copies straight into your spreadsheet, and it's all in nice columns. It doesn't have all the other rubbish around it, so you don't have to muck around. You can just go equals this times that, and you're done and ready to go. Anyway, let's get away from that. Uh, Titans next, I guess. Sure, why not? Yeah. Which Titan would we like to do? Avatar. I was going to say Avatar too. We, we've done a lot of... Well, let's go Kaldari. Okay, let's go Love Lightning, yeah. Hey, uh, guys, I have to drop. I am so sorry, but uh, we just had people show up at the house that I didn't know were coming, so... All good, uh, Kenneth. Thank you for your, for your time today. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Well, with that, I'm going to drop too, so see you guys. We are at the hour mark. Take care, Shen. I know Shen oh. told us before he had to leave. Kenneth said unexpected company. They're all soft. It's 2.30 in the morning. Um, 
So Leviathan <laughs> at the moment in TQ is $220 billion. I've used a ME8 because researching time BPOs to 10 is not cheap and takes years. If we hit to Sissy, 220 should drop quite significantly. 140. So it's still more than what you'd have to do, what they're um, selling for in-game. Um, maybe if I put reactions on. That sounds very expensive. Sounds expensive, yeah. but not unreasonable. Well, let me put reactions on, because I've had them off quite a bit. What was a Titan pre-industry changes like? 80 bill. Yeah, I was going to say 80. Like, that was too cheap. Yeah. yeah. I, so I always I, assume... Oh, sorry. Go on, Ren. Uh, I had guys, when I was out in Cobalt Edge with Horde, who were buying Titans for effectively 50 bill, because Horde had a buyback program sort of thing where they'll give you some ISK to buy your Titan and all that sort of stuff. So Titans were stupidly cheap. Like, you could buy Super almost the same cost as a Titan. Yeah, that's pretty wild to me. Like, that feels, like, way too cheap. 50 bill? Like, that's insanely low. Yeah, but that's also with Horde trying to get more Titan pilots for their Super Cap fleets, which you can understand. Yeah, that's fair. Um, looking at about 130 if I put reaction jobs in a T2 to Tara. Um, this is not the cheapest place either to build. Like, I've got it in H, which is probably not where you're going to build, be building your Leviathan because it does have very high industry indexes. Okay, that makes sense. Still, though, I mean, you know, maybe one, say anywhere between 120 and 150. Would that be kind of a good rough? Uh, 120 to 140, I think, is pretty accurate for Leviathan. What about an avatar, also, I've also got the T1 rig in the Satoya, which most most people do use the T1 rig. Most people do? I thought it was always T2 if you're like in... Like, if you're building Titans, I thought you wanted T2. Uh, the rig is not cheap. Oh, There's okay. The, we, we're talking 200 billion, I think, last time I checked. Uh, yeah, once I put in HTAC 5, which is another industry system for winter code, comes down now 5 billion. That's not bad, yeah, okay. Like, 125 is a lot more palatable than the, like, 240 or something we started with? Yep. We have a question in chat about Janus. He's not seeing any of the drop-downs, just a blank field where he can paste. Is that? Do you have to start with pasting items, or can you...? Yes, you need to paste okay. some items in there. So, wait a minute. You responded, whoops. Yeah, yeah I'll show you. Um, yeah, so I've got it on, first of all, dark mode, because no one uses light mode. Uh, say so this one, I can just go copy, paste it in, and once I've got this pasted, it'll give me all that sort of stuff, which all you can sort by um, single and total uh, cost for each thing. So each one of these is 1 million, total cost is 4 billion because we're buying 2,000 of them. And then you come down here, you can fork it off, or you can do the reprocessing. So say you want to reprocess these parts and see what you actually come out with. Uh, we'll get to 125 billion. So you wouldn't actually lose anything reprocessing the input for a ton. And your volume would go from, wouldn't change too much either. That's amazing. And then compression. This only really works with uh, minerals. I probably work with gas though, once that, like, right? Uh, no, because compression issues with minerals is the ores, when you reprocess them, go into multiple things. Okay, I'll I'll nod and pretend I understand, but I'm not an industry person, so I don't understand. Um, I don't know why that didn't work. 
Ah, uh, because I already processed first. It's being a pain in the ass. This is the first time I've had Janice actually crap the bed on me. You were singing it such high praise earlier, and now it's the time it wants to break. Did you copy everything correctly, or is there like something missing at the very end? Yeah, I'm just going to do it the easy way and delete. Alright, so compression. Here we go. It's not playing the game. It's ignoring. Why is it ignoring? Somehow I have broken Janice today. I am sorry. You need to clear your cache and cookies. It's getting overloaded because everyone watching is following along. Yeah, it's unhappy. Strange. Yeah. Um. Alright, so I'll, I'll briefly explain why we actually use this. So, wait a minute, let's go in-game, just if anyone hasn't done me, oh, this sort of stuff before. Alright, if we head into standard ores in-game, you've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 different standard ores. You've only got 8 minerals. So each of these ores put out various different things in different amounts when you reprocess them. So to work out what your ores you want and the cheapest way to buy them is a real pain in the ass because it's a very basically a um, multivariable, um, well, what's um, simultaneous equation with 19 different variables in it. Janus takes care of that for you. So it actually reduces all the maths out of it, which a lot of people didn't do the maths. They just went, if they want titanium, they went Veldspar because it's Veldspar is pretty good. But when you do Proxos, for example, it gives you multiple different things. So Janice cuts all that out and it tells you you want to buy this, this, and this, and these three and this amount, so it removes all that variation of variables for you. It's the one tool I use more than anything else with Janice. Is, like, doing the pricing is great, but to work out which minerals I need to have on hand and how to get that many minerals is a real pain in the ass, and Janice turned that into being one button press. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it was built by some guys out of Horde. I can actually might be able to post their Discord somewhere maybe later. We'll see. All right. Yeah. It, it's a really good tool. It's probably one of the best industry tools going around. I kind of wish. Go on. No, I was just going to say, like, it's not just indie, though. You know, I mean, market, just like a, a replacement for EVE appraisal that can also do, like, industry-related stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I actually do think it might run off EVE appraisal's data and just give it a better interface on the front. That would make sense. Saves a lot of uh, resource gathering in the back end. All right. Let's ask chat, do they have any ships they want us to play with? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, because I was say, we've gone through each of the classes for the most part. There was also a very helpful Reddit post as well, which... Um, I do actually have open. Yeah, and he had a rough price estimate for kind of where he sees the bands of ships coming in. Uh, the guy who made it and posted the data. Now, his numbers, I think... Like when he did his numbers, he was looking at like the most optimal best case scenario. Okay, so those numbers are a little bit lower than maybe some of the numbers we looked at today. Um, um, yeah, he's also started with some very useful ships the Vanquisher, the Komodo, the Empire Titan. Yes, very much used by a lot of people. <laughs> um, so like his jump freighter listing there is like 6.4. What did we say it was earlier on? Uh, about eight, about yeah, about eight. So there's a bit to go. No, yeah, six point four. Yeah, so it's he's probably got the T two rig and he's not using it in um one of the biggest staging areas going around. Yes, yeah, his was the best case scenario. Um, but his numbers aren't that much lower than you know the kind of numbers we looked at today from CC. 
yeah, the rig doesn't change a huge amount going from a T1 rig to a T2 rig, which is why, like, if you go into a Horde main staging, you will find the Satoya with a T2 rig. But all the Satoyas that probably do most of the actual work don't have that rig in because the cost difference is 200 billion or something stupid last time I checked. And it's very minor benefit, like it's point, it's like 1% benefit or something like that. Whereas putting the rig in to begin with is actually a big chunk. So you get most of the benefit from the putting the rig in, the T1 rig, and then you just get a minor step up for a T2 rig. Uh, question from chat. What's it going to take to put dread bombs back on the table? Uh, you're going to have to ask someone who's willing to pay for a dread bomb. Yeah, I don't know. That's not my gameplay. What about you, Rain? Any suggestions? I mean... I drop dreads. I do not build, nor do I buy dreads. But I think this is a good first step in the direction of wanting more or seeing more dread bombs. Obviously, lowering the price of dreads makes people more willing to use them, both in good situations and then dumb situations. So a good situation meaning like dread bombing an enemy like Titan or something like that. Bad situations meaning dudes who just yellow dreads throughout space and feed them. Snuff. Snuff does both. I believe the gate camp and Fortac H is still up, or at least yeah. the uh, log off trap. I don't know if there's any left. I don't know if anyone's gone around to take the effort to actually work out and lo- use locator agents to find out if there's like one dread left in there. But the bubbles are still up. Well, that's like a good example, though, right? Because normally when you dread bomb, uh, you know, hostile supers or titans, you're like, like you go in knowing, oh, these dreads might die, but it's worth these kills. And then the snuff versus fraternity situation, it was like, okay, we fed, we you know we jumped in all these dreads. Well, now we don't want to just endlessly feed them because they're really expensive and to replace. And so that that's like a prime example of like why you want cheaper dreads. Yeah, I'm like I'm happy with dreads not costing you know 500 mil or like a bill or something. Um, I don't know. I think three and a half, four is maybe a little bit too expensive. But I'm cheap and I'm not in a big block, so. You know, Kenneth could probably turn them out for a bit cheaper, maybe closer to three. Um, and that starts to look a lot more appetizing than seven and a half at the current rate. Yeah, for well, sure. It, CCP's got a sort of a hard issue to face where each ship kind of needs a bit of a niche. So at the moment, Marauders are about one billion and they're the, probably the step down from Dreads. So if you're paying three times for a Dread than a Marauder, why are you dropping Dreads over Marauders? So but that's probably where you start going three builds is probably a decent price from. Are you going to pay five times for a Dread over a Marauder? No. Yeah, so that's where you start working out where they actually fit in the tree of costs. That's a good point. Yeah, and finding niches for some of the ships, or because a lot of ships do have their niches, but then there are some where they just don't. Like there's a lot of instances where you just wouldn't drop or use certain ships in any situation. We've seen that a lot with like the Mune and Meta and whatnot. Like, why bring anything when you could bring hacks? And we're slowly seeing that shift with the battleship changes. So hopefully, we see more of that. Where you know, it's we see a lot more ships and a variety of ships out in space doing their thing. Yeah, I think more battleships in space was personally a good idea, but I also don't really like hacks. I don't make yeah. enough of a profit off them. Give me more orders all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talked a lot about industry, so if chat doesn't have any questions or you guys don't have anything more to add, do you want to transition to our final topic? Oh, Lord, okay. Are you ready, Abby? I'll say, Ren, do you have any final thoughts? Because you're kind of running this. Uh, no, I'm pretty much done. I think we've covered everything. Chat doesn't seem to have too many questions, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, they did like your tool, though, so that was a fun uh, little like walkthrough demo that you showed us. I've got 135 people who aren't telling me I'm doing it wrong, so... Maybe I'm not playing Eve, or something's gone very, very right. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to transition. I know a lot of folks have been asking in chat about the price changes. So recently, CCP announced a price change to both Plex and Omega. So in the past, um, and you, I'll do everything with US dollars. So for me, if I want to sub a month to EVE, it's $15 or um, $20 for 500 Plex if I want to do it that way. So they've announced a change where all of that is increasing by about 30%. I'm going to do rough estimates. Um, there's been a couple of handful... I would say a couple of handful. There's been a few guides out there set, like showing the price increases and the price changes. Um, the long story short is it's rather dramatic. So it's been pretty pricey for folks who sub a lot or pay a lot. Um, both um, both people who use Plex to you know fuel their in-game activities, which is something that I would do because I don't do any sort of PV activity, as well as people who use their real life dollars because they don't want to do any sort of PV in-game to buy the Plex to um, plex their accounts they would rather just pay the sub cost and so i don't know there were, i've seen like a ton of pictures of tables and stuff to show it i think carneros had one i don't know if ren if you want to bring that up or if abby could yeah i'll find it I'm i'll look for it i'm actually trying to find yeah the graph right now give us a sec here guys um i don't like the tables because they simplify a lot of things something that's much more complicated yeah and maybe we can have a bit of a chat about that. There was also um, so after the after the changes were announced uh, on the Eve Discord, uh, CCP Paragon came on and kind of spent almost an hour just like fielding questions from the community. Um, so kind of props to him for doing that because like a lot of what he said was wait till FanFest. We have a lot of content that we're announcing at FanFest that will kind of. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but justify the cost, you know, or kind of at least help explain the cost. Um, but kind of like, I just want to give him a shout out for like actually coming on and listening to people shout at him, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it's up there if you want it. Yeah, I got it. All right. And then I'm going to look for Carneros' graph because I see why you don't like this graph, Ren. Um, to begin with, let's give some props to the guy who actually built it, this Gonzino guy. Good work. Well done. Yeah, so this shows um, like the sub, what is it, the sub for EVE compared to other games? Yeah, so this is EVE Old. This cost, if you've got one character, one month, two month, three, uh, six, 12, and 24. So the colors are different lengths okay. of time you pay for it. And then the line shows you how many characters you get for that. So, for example, World of Warcraft, you get 50 tunes when you get your sub, where EVE, you only get one. So you can go from old Eve to new Eve is up here. So one goes from here to here, where two months goes from here to here sort of thing. And so, sorry, just to be real quick, is that like 50 characters on World of Warcraft, but you can only log in one at once, right? I actually don't know because I've never played World of Warcraft. Yeah, I think you can only have one logged in. I, they're not opposed to having multiple characters or multiple accounts, but I don't know if you're allowed to multi-box them. I was fairly sure Eve is one of the few games where like multi-boxing is allowed. Yeah, because like Final and Fantasy, you can have multiple. Yeah, I know Final Fantasy, you can have them too, but I don't know if that's also. I'm trying to think. I don't know if you're allowed to multi-box because some games are really picky about logging in multiple accounts at once. Yeah, guys, do you guys know out there in chat? Like, start typing for us. Let us know. Um, can you multi-box? Is it allowed? Is it not allowed? Oh, only oh. one logged in. Okay. Yeah, so... Per account, okay. 
The reason why this graph annoys me is it simplifies out a lot of details which are very pertinent. Like, for example, that one, it says, oh, World of Warcraft, you can multibox 50, but someone says you can only log one in per account. So although you've got 50 tunes, it's a little bit different from Eve's 50 tunes, where Eve's 50 tunes you'll have at least 16 logged in and probably closer to 50 at once if you choose to. The other thing I think it simplifies down a lot more than probably it probably should is microtransactions, where I'm sure just about all these games have microtransactions in some various way. Eve's microtransactions, to be quite honest, are very, very basic. You can buy Plex and you can buy skins, and that's just about all you can buy in the game. Where I suspect if you go into a lot of these other ones, there's especially some of these will have pay-to-win items where you buy this item and then you'll get better or something. Whereas in EVE, if you pay to win and you go out and you buy your Titan, your Titan will be... If you don't haven't earned your Titan and you don't know how to fly your Titan, your Titan will get blown up. Where these other games, if you pay to buy a gun, you're now going to have that gun for the rest of the time you've played this game. So there's not that same pay-to-win aspect. And then the final point I think this misses out is I'm sure some of these games also have paywalls where you effectively get to the stage where either it's tens of thousands of hours to advance or you just got to start paying money. And EVE definitely doesn't have that, where a lot of these games I think you'll find will have some version of the paywall in them. So I understand why this graph is, and I understand it's a good graph, it gives you some good information, but I think we also need to discuss that it does have limitations, that it's simplifying something that's a lot more complicated than what it probably this graph should probably just be. Yeah, I agree. It, it also, it doesn't cover, so there's WoW, Final Fantasy, etc. on there. All those, if you want an expansion, you have to pay for it. It's not a, hey guys, we're just improving the game over time for the last 20 years. It's, oh, Final Fantasy Endwalker, that's $40, thanks, plus your sub. So, like, yeah. that's that's the other thing that's missing. Yeah, so Ark, I used to play Ark um, Evolved, and that's an online multiple player game sort of thing like that. Every six months, they'll bring out a free expansion that anyone could use. And then every six months, they'd bring out a paid expansion, which you'd have to pay to get, and you'd have to pay 50 bucks to get it. The issue with the paid one was everything was just so much easier to get on it. It was effectively, if you didn't have that, you couldn't keep up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think those, yeah, like graphs and stuff often turn what is a, a very gray discussion into like just a black and white. Um, comparison you know when you need to actually have the great discussion like this uh this chart here now that ren just pulled up is um essentially that the price changes so on the right hand side we have the original costs um and then the one three and six was the the monthly amount you can buy or the amount of plex you get for that money amount and then on the on the left 17th of may is what we're going to be paying from the 17th of may onwards so they added that new two month option and that 24 month option which is I think if, if you if you actually sub for two years, which is madness, I don't know why anyone would, would sub two years in advance, but if you sub for two years, you end up paying 3% above the old rate. While if you just pay on a monthly basis, you're paying, you know, a third more. Um, I, I think a lot of people have a, have a a fair justification that, like, the price has gone up by 33%, but the amount of content on the game hasn't. Um, and that just comes back to wait for FanFest. Yeah, so, that's... I feel like CCP, I don't know if I would say back themselves into a corner, but we've had a lot of these talk shows over every Sunday, and I've heard a lot of talk from other folks where, you know, if they've hyped themselves up for FanFest, CCP has hyped themselves up for FanFest, everyone's talking about FanFest, 
And then now we're at the point where it's CCP's like, okay, we're going to do 33% cost increase for one month or whatever. Like it's a steep price increase. You have less than a month warning. And they're saying, don't worry, trust us, just wait till FanFest. And so now everyone's kind of had like their own bar of like, okay, here's like my expectations for FanFest and CCP has put it through the roof. Like they're saying, okay, we want you to continue to pay, but you have to wait for FanFest. Oh, by the way, this is less than a month, like notification. And that's, that's my biggest gripe with it. I have no issue with people, you know, people, I should say, shouldn't say people, I should say corporations charging more for services. CCP hasn't changed the price in what, 16 or more years. That's fine by me because the price of my food has gone up. The price of my rent has gone up. The price of like literally everything in my life has gone up. So it makes sense for a video game price to slightly increase. Don't mind that. I can afford it. Not, it doesn't impact me personally, but my issue is why do I get less than a month's time? Like notice, like why not, you know, 30 cents every so often, which so then this price now would be more reasonable. But that also largely impacts people who have to multi-box. So I'm thinking, I have a FC friend and he's like, well, if you as a player, you might be fine. You can drop off like a Lynx alt or, you know, your mining alt because you can play that as alpha. But for me, if I want to FC and effectively play my game, I have to have all these alts and I'm completely screwed. CCP Paragon pointed out there may be a tiered option. So we're thinking, so this is hypothetical. CCP hasn't committed to it, but he mentioned a tiered subscription where if I'm paying $20 for my first sub, my second sub for a similar account in the same month might be $15. And then the third might be $10. So it goes down and I get a discount because I have multiple accounts. But again, that's not set in stone. We don't know the numbers if it is set in stone. So it's one of those things where like, okay, it sounds cool, but that doesn't help me plan for my future and my gameplay. Yeah, that was something that, um, like, he got asked about that in the in the Discord, and you know, f- fair dues to him for kind of bringing it up. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I-, I would like them to implement some sort of tiered system per account, or maybe per like, if you have one to three accounts, you pay X. If you have three to five accounts, you pay Y. If you have five to ten, you pay Z. If you have more than ten, get a life or something, right? Um, or stop mining, uh, I guess, because what, what do you need more than 10 accounts of at one time? But uh, I did like that idea. Another suggestion was... Oh, I'm trying to think of it now. It's just on my tongue. Uh, like, you pay... Um, like, he was saying that they were going to be offering things, um, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, like, kind of as a service. So, like, imagine if you paid 20 bucks for your Omega account, and that gave you all three characters skilling at once or something, right? And you can only log in one at once. Oh, yeah. You can only log it, in and use one at once, but they all get queues and they all, they're all they all skilling. Yeah, rather than doing the multi-character training, like, I, I could see that being beneficial for some folks. Yeah, that was it. And then, like, or, you know, you, you pay $20, $20 whatever, for, for your Omega and, and you get not just maybe that, but, like, um, cosmetic changes. Did he mention something about cosmetics or something as well? Given us all the stuff we've been asking for for years. Yeah, hopefully, maybe. Hopefully. maybe. I mean, they, they, they uh, after they, yeah, maybe they really do want to have like a lion skins at this year's fan fest finally. But uh, I think they've kind of put a rod for their own back with this fan fest. I think they've set the bar so high that they can't possibly jump over it. Yeah, I I'm like really curious to see what they do because I remember we were talking on open comms and they were like, well, "What are your predictions?" And I'm like, "Well, I I never predicted trig invasions. I never predicted metoplasmids. Like, there's no way I would have ever been able to predict that. So I have no idea what they would be bringing. That's such a new revolutionary expansion. Besides, I don't know, Jove Space maybe. I don't know. They're giving us that. what we've already asked for. Yeah, I 
I think obviously I think it would be better if they said, okay, we're going to raise prices like ten percent a year for the next three years, you know? Or hey, yeah, I think hey, they stuffed up the selling it. Yeah, or like, hey, yeah. guys, in in six months, um, we're going to slowly increase the price x amount, rather than in about three and a half weeks, the price is going up a third. Um, it feels a bit knee jerky that end of financial year is coming up, and they've gone, oh crap. Oh no, it just passed, didn't it? It was April though. It's just passed. Okay, in a financial year for us is uh, mid-year, so end of June. It, oh, it depends no. on each company. Most companies are around April, though, like the uh, start of April or uh, end of April is end of year. Not in this country. Okay, well. You guys are talking super. You guys are talking super financial because you have calendar year, which could be your fiscal year, or you have a variation, in which case it varies from industry to industry and company to company and country to country. But. This is something I think what what you're all trying to say is this is not new. Like CCP didn't wake up one one they didn't wake up Monday, Monday last week and say, "Oh my god, we have to up our prices." This is something they probably saw a long time coming. Maybe not as dramatic as it should have been, like a $5 increase, but maybe they're like, "Oh, you know, to keep our margins, we could do a dollar or maybe 30 cents or something like that." But that's that's my concern with this is why not slowly increase it over time and not just give people less than a month's warning before like, hey, May 17th, here it is. Can, can we make CCP Kestrel jokes yet? They hire CCP Kestrel and now they got to put the cost up. I know, dude. Well, that I really wanted to like um, kind of troll people to ask, OK, like which dev do you think that they should fire in order to keep the prices lower? Like which dev, like which part of CCP would you be comfortable having them remove? And it's like, no, like it puts people on the spot because nobody wants to answer that. Everyone wants their same style of gameplay with their same devs, or ideally, you know, devs they like or whatnot. Because I don't want to single people out because people are going to be real rude. But at the same time, you can't expect the same thing for the last 16 years without any price increase, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, cost of living goes up. You have to pay those devs. They have to pay their rent. They have to pay their utilities for the company. Well, the other thing is, someone did mention on Reddit that... They had this choice to raise the subscription price or they could shove in microtransactions out the ass through the game. And I kind of think they made the right choice there. Yeah, we talked about this when with the um, the Plex pack, or not the Plex pack, the pro- Prospector pack. Like, I will gladly pay more per month for my accounts than I would ever want to see a Prospector pack. And so to me, like, if those are my, if that's the ultimatum, I'm like, yes, I'll pay more for a sub. Yeah, I- if they bring the Prospector pack back after this, uh... I don't think Eve's going to exist anymore. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, I would be very livid. Uh, so someone there says in chat, uh, the investor holders for CCP were promised a percentage profit return for each month. I don't know. I, I'd love to I'd love to see your source. Um, I've, I've watched most of the Pearl Abyss. Uh, not watched. I've seen most of the Pearl Abyss uh, investor uh, thingies that they release every now and again. Um, I don't think they were promised a percentage return every month. That sounds a bit silly. Yeah, you can't promise that in business. Yeah, like that's on, like they were promised that the company would be worth a certain amount and then CCP would get a bonus and they failed to reach that bonus. Uh, like you can put certain time limit in two years, you have to earn X amount. Other, and if you do, we'll give you Y. And if you don't, we'll penalize you. But I, I don't think you can put a, I guarantee you a 10% return increasing every month for the next, you know, where, where do I sign up for the, cause that sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something that's usually done in business. Uh, Tib, Tib and our great, great comment there might've been this or NFTs and NFTs didn't really fly. So now we have a fucking subscription increase. Yeah. 
It's all because we didn't like those darn NFTs. So Proferix, I can't read your name, sorry. Um, the issue stands at the forefront is the value per sub cost. Are they producing content worth $20 a month? And so that's that's each individual player. Like, I wish there was an easy answer for that. But that's like you're saying, it's up to individual players. And that's where at CCP Paragon and I think everyone else is saying, we'll wait till FanFest. Like, ideally, you finish out your monthly sub this month. You go and watch the FanFest presentations. You say, wow, this is awesome content. I love EVE Online. And you keep subbing. Or you say, oh, my God, this is the nail in the coffin. I'm unsubbing, deleting my accounts, etc. So like that's that's the decision each person has to make, and sadly none of us can make it for someone else. I'm sure CCP's already done the numbers and worked out how many they're expecting to lose. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. They definitely ran a bunch of predict like projections on on different scenarios and price points and how many percentage of people will drop versus if we increase it, you know, to sixteen or seventeen dollars. Uh, yeah, I, like for me personally, I'm I'm kind of okay for now paying paying the sub. Uh, I'm I'm subbed for I think my shortest account is like six months time, so I'm kind of locked in for the next year at least, and I'm happy to wait and see what they did, um, or kind of see what's coming. Um, but it does suck. And one thing as well is like different different areas of space or different gameplay styles can be you know impacted uh so as you said rain your fc friend needs his multiple accounts right your miner you know orca five miners or something on a freighter he's going to need more accounts um wormholers traditionally because i'm a dirty wormholer we we need you know eyes cloaky eyes cloaky scanners cloaky sabers you know so we tend to run more accounts than just like a mission runner who might just have his main mission runner and like a salvage alt or something a second mission puller um how about you ren uh industry obviously um it's all plexed this effectively doesn't do very much except plex costs might go up a little bit okay okay um by the way guys if you haven't sorry if you haven't bought plex yet you probably missed the run on the market um Maybe you could get in now, but it might be a bit too late. I mean, last I checked last time, it was like 3.8 for Plex. Went up almost a million. Yeah, the only thing, like, I run in um, industry, so I've just got to make enough to cover the costs after a skill extracting, which isn't a huge amount, so it's not too much of an issue. Um, but people like incursion runners, for example, previously you had to run four to five hours a month, and effectively, you're outsourcing someone else to pay for your account. That you're willing to run, play this game for four or five hours a month for someone else to pay for you the, your pleasure of running the game. That might go from four to five hours up to like seven or eight hours, something along those lines. So some, more people might go, I don't want to be running incursions for seven, eight hours a month just to pay, let someone else pay for my account. Okay, okay. So he might yeah. just decide to sub and then take his eight hours and go actually do something else that he wants or to do he just work. yeah or he just might not run incursions anymore or he might run them for four and sub and then um i don't know have fat stacks to what, what to what do incursion runners spend money on better incursion abyssals. ships abyssals okay and okay. more incursion ships the the high sec incursion especially bounces around up to 50 jumps away None of us like doing 50 jumps, so we go buy more bowheads, more ships, so that we can put them in different places across high-sec. So you only have to do 10 jumps. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, basically, guys, I don't know, wait till FanFest if you're 
you know, CCP. Um, otherwise, you can unsub now if you don't want to, or you can wait. It sucks, but it's kind of the life and times we live in is, is my personal take. Yeah, um, it's sad to see this. I, I yeah, I, I really don't much. I, I can say it doesn't affect me all I want, but like I know it affects other people and it sucks to see it affect other people. And I really don't like speaking for other people. So it pains me to see that. So high, high hopes on FanFest. Hopefully CCP is able to deliver. Otherwise, I have a feeling we're going to be losing a lot of folks. Um, um, think- I, I, sorry. No, go on. Um, the one thing that I think Eve's a little bit different from all those other games is you can go, all right, I've had enough of Eve. I don't like this pay, this cost. Put everything in the NPC station and go try some of those other games. And then six months' time, I'm like, I don't like those games. Come back to Eve because Eve has always been here and hopefully always will be. So there is that option that you can go have a look at those other games and come back. And I don't like being the guy to suggest that, but potentially that is going to happen to a lot of people that we're going to see a dip. They're going to try some other games and they're like, these other games might be cheaper, but they're not as fun as Eve. And they'll come back to Eve, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, so um, we can talk about, I don't want to say talk about this more, but we can discuss once FanFest happens if CCP ever lived up to our hype. So there's a lot running on that. But I think for now, we're just going to, I don't want to beat a dead horse. So we're probably going to end the combo and end the stream here. Next week, we'll jump back to our regularly scheduled news. We may talk about some of the CSM dates coming up, as well as anything else that happens during the week. And if you are planning on subbing, there's a 30% off sale for like the next 24 hours, roughly. So uh, buy a month sub for uh, 30% off before it goes up 30% forever. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Ren, for joining us today and sharing your screen and talking us through all that. That was extremely helpful. I thought you did a superb job showing us not only the pricing or not the pricing changes the manufacturing changes as well as what it looks like um, within all the tools yeah hopefully some people get some better information um one of the things i have disliked is a lot of people using the tools incorrectly to show they're trying to show their story without actually showing how the tools are meant to be used and used properly so hopefully some people learned how to use some of these tools and work out that some stuff that's out there in the eve media isn't quite as accurate it, as it appears sometimes. Yeah, it's all about how we look at things through a lens, right? Um, so with that, I don't know, Abby, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I was just going to say thanks to, to Kenneth and, and Shen as well for coming on, um, get, giving their input on that stuff. Uh, and thank you, Ren, because now I think I kind of understand the upcoming industry changes a bit more. Yeah, so Kenneth and Shen left earlier, but if you wanted to see their thoughts, you can watch the VODs or wait till they're on YouTube or the podcast. But thank you all. Um, Thank you, chat, for being so lively and so interactive. I appreciate it. If you have any feedback, feel free to post it in the Discord or post it here in chat. Um, With that, we'll see you guys next week, and I'll let Abby send us off. Bye, everybody.